Welcome to the Proverbs Podcast. Our text today is Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16 and 17. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to Him. The first is arrogant eyes. This body of text in isolation pictures God as rather exacting and arbitrary. But a larger view of Scripture helps us to understand the balancing texts that would tell us that God is love, according to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8. A devotional thought that I appreciate helps us to grasp the realities that are offensive to a high and holy God. Christ's way is always the best way. He does not treat sin as a trivial matter, but while he hates sin, he loves the sinner. The sunbeams of his righteousness, his goodness, his compassion, are not withheld from an offender, and as a ray of light in a dark room will bring to light motes of dust that were not before seen so the ray of Christ's righteousness will expose the sinner's errors. We all need the continual rays of the Son of Righteousness, that our errors may be revealed. And do not those who are holy in darkness need the light of heaven, in order that they may understand how hateful is sin to God? Manuscript 103, 1894 God is a consuming fire, according to Hebrews 12, 29 and sin cannot dwell in his presence. He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, and calls us into a saving relationship with himself, that we might understand that in him is no darkness at all. 1 John 1, 5. In Exodus 34 and verse 5, Moses regards God as one who keeps mercy for thousands forgives iniquity and transgression and sin. He by no means clears the guilty, but visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. The first part of this text is not challenging, but at times people struggle with the idea that God actively calls us to an accountability regarding our relationship to sin. God does not impose his will upon us, but asks us to respond to his goodness by repenting of our sins. We are to exercise our free will and confess our sins. We are to partake of the strength that Christ offers us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that we might forsake our sins and not be enslaved by them. Moreover, our sinful conduct that is picked up by our children and grandchildren, God visits not to condemn them, but to seek opportunity to offer them freedom and abundant life. He deals with them redemptively. An arrogant person is defined as one who has or reveals an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. As a Christian, I want to establish my self-worth on better things than my own accomplishments. I don't want to be defined by my work. Rather, I want to be defined by my relationship with God my fidelity to his will. In his presence is fullness of joy, according to Psalm 16, verse 11, and it is our privilege to bask in the certainty of his blessing without fear of condemnation or judgment. And so it is that arrogant eyes are detestable to God because people who have an exaggerated sense of self-worth tend to reject or minimize their need of an intentional relationship with God. Having a form of godliness, but denying God's power, they fall short of the potential and balance that the Lord ever intends 
for each and every one of us. This is a tragedy. It's a tragedy for God and for all of us that are denied the blessing of God's goodness that would more fully be channeled through their lives should they choose to lay their preferences aside in deference to the revealed and certain will of God. And so our text is asking us to consider our ways to be sure that there is nothing in our lives that would prohibit the fullness of God's blessing upon us. In John chapter 6 and verse 37, we find these encouraging words of Christ. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Eager to forgive us of our past failings, the Lord asks us to come to him for mercy, compassion, and enabling grace that we might face each day with the assurance of his blessing. It remains for us to choose whether we will be set free from the bondage of sin to share the glorious liberty of the sons of God. So I would encourage you to choose well, and may the Lord bless you. Have a great day. I'm Pastor Ron Nelson.